it's actually <laughs> it's, I'm glad my show's back But <laughs> It's actually starting off really fucking It's a lot of fucked up shit going on I have to I have to I have to I kind of started The Mandalorian yesterday Yeah that's a better start <laughs> yeah. I watched I think I watched like one of those Cause I, I missed the one from Last yesterday. night But Nah it's a uh, uh, I mean, I'm this is the final season, so I expect them to just fuck yeah. everything up. I already know how it ended last season, yeah. which I appreciate because it really makes me think, like, y'all don't think that this is really happening already and we just don't know about it? Like, like hello all. Um, it's not Sage, but, you know, you see the Sage right there. Most likely y'all can see it on screen. But, yes, we're going we gonna to cleanse and bless this space as we get this this episode started with such wonderful sonically pleasing auditorily orgasmic sounds i appreciate it so much you know one I thing try. about that i appreciate the fact and not even jumping straight into it but watching creed i was like i forgot oh how much i like i like scores i think i've mentioned it before that like i used to listen to him working out but i'd spent like all week just just listening to scores from a few different movies that I like. I like the scores. It's like, yeah, I like sounds better than I do like the actual music that's out. I don't know why we as a community don't appreciate scores for TV shows and movies more. I want to make sure I get dude's name right. There's a dude on um, Instagram. Uh, I want to say, because his stuff has gone viral a couple of times. I think it's Shiloh. Shiloh Audio. And um, He's like he'll like score hip hop songs. He did like a score of um I'm not gonna lie. If I was if I was like anybody working with like uh any Philadelphia team, like the way the Eagles went like to the sh- them winning and if he if they'd have won and nobody tapped the Shiloh dude to do like all of the, the media stuff, because he did the I just wanna rock, but he like put a score on the background mm. and he did like Meek Mills, Blue Notes. There's a there's a there's a um Post Malone one that he's done. But yeah, he like takes hip hop shit and like scores it. So like, you know, they do like the movie remixes. Fucking, fucking chef's kiss. So I'm, um, I support that. Cause I'm not gonna lie. Like there's been, a, um, I've used like the, uh, what's bro's name? Hans from fucking Hans Zimmer from pretty much everything. But definitely like from like, mm-hmm. you know, I put on like Batman put me on. And then the Ludwig dude, who's always on the, he's on a lot of Marvel stuff. He does a lot of stuff like with the, um, I've seen him like the Black Panther soundtracks and stuff. Like, yeah, I'm here for scores. Scores are, you know, horns and fucking orchestras. Ludwig Goransson. That motherfucker. Yep. See, I like he's him. Him. He's him and him and Michael B have a really him really good. Or I'll say him and uh, what's his he, face? What's him and Coogler? Yeah. And yeah. the Kuglers. Because even the Kuglers, when I saw the credits, I was like, oh, they helped. Oh, Michael B. Jordan has some help. No, he, he made sure he kept the team together. He pulled a LeBron. I'm okay with that. Like, we going to stay together and work on all this shit. So, y'all can do Black Panther. I'm going to help out with that. When I do my shit, y'all going to help out with that. They just making their rounds. Tyler Perry kissed their ass. Like, they are sticking together and doing some very black shit. And I'm supportive of it. But with the music, he's been helping with all of the Creed movies and some of the a lot of the Black Panther, well, both of the Black Panther movies. It's like, okay, like, y'all know how to keep a team together and really work, which is dope, but we don't, I don't think we appreciate it. Even like this, I just opened it up because I was going to search the dude you were talking for and see if he has stuff on here, but this is, and we've talked about it before, 
That's one. This song is fucking Mike Will made it, Vince Staples, and Ludwig. So Ludwig does the score part, and then they're rapping over the score. Which one is like Vince stays getting in his movie bag money? Like he like y'all could have all the other stuff that these rappers are chasing. I'm gonna get my commercial and TV money off and go sit quietly somewhere. I know he said business. that, and I fuck I fuck with that. There was a commercial that I saw the other day with him on it, and I was like. I like this nigga, man. Absolutely. Like, I, like I've, 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 I never might have known this song was his until I saw, like, it was like, you know how in the gym they have, like, a little playlist? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I've heard this little whatever the fuck shit before. And I was like, that's him. This nigga's a genius. Find your lane and stay in it and make it work for you. Don't do the conventional. Don't chase what everybody else is chasing. Just when you get an opportunity that's going to work for it and give you the freedom and the leisure that you would like, Take that motherfucker and ride it until that play don't work no more. Yeah, especially when you listen to, like, the horrors of, like, how motherfuckers talk about the music industry. I support all these niggas, like, as much as, like, as a fan, I'm like, oh, man, I would love to get, like, um, a billion albums and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But it's like, nah, I appreciate whatever y'all can, like, give. And, like, you know, I figure it out or whatever. Because, like, I haven't even, um, even outside of music, like, um, I look at how uh, Dave and Dave Chappelle and um, Most Def and um, Talib have their podcast, and it's like shoot, it's straight exclusive. And I'm like, you know, I haven't like like I get my clips where I can get them, but I was like, I'm a fan. I'm gonna go ahead and probably uh, I forget what the fucking platform is called, like Luminary or whatever. But I was like, I'll I'll bite the bullet. I've subscribed to other bullshit for like a bunch of shows I don't fucking like. I have subscriptions I don't even pay attention to. So I was like, I like I like all three of them niggas. So I was like, I'll listen. I'll. Subscribe to that And as a nigga in this game I'm like hey Teach me how to move Cause yeah. this is a really Fucking wild wild west Out here still So I was like I'm Yeah Teach me how to podcast Effectively I mean Now we know I think we talked about it Off air as far as like Being I don't want to say A master of your craft But being invested in it Enough to continue To research your craft And let it teach you And learning yeah, from everything on, Like That's one thing The information is out there If you decide to watch So even like Just watching Moves people will watch. I don't know who's supposed to be hot and rich right now. Fucking money bag yo or somebody. <laughs> I don't know. But people will watch them and be like, "That's what I'm trying to be like." Or a Glorilla, not to shit on Glorilla because we've already gave her her flowers on here. But they'll watch these people and be like, "I want to move like that." Like, no, nah, I would rather move like Vince. Like that's real blueprint. That oh. is like by chance. Oh, Stunna, which are Dunna, Stunna, Oh, he talking about. Fucking. Um, I don't know what that song says, but Carrot Car- Top AM Mayhem and her, and her music. She fine, I, but that's about it. Like, I mean, the, the music's not for us, so yeah, I, I feel that's like, for New York girls. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm I like I'm like, I'm gonna get my jokes off with her, but even with her, I kind of give. I put her in that bag of like how we were talking about, um, like Megan him a while ago. Like, oh, she still exists. I was oh wow, there's another thing. Okay, let me focus. <laughs> Cause there was like with her, I'm like, you know, she's a 20-something super, you know, young artist. So at the end, I'm like, I might not expect her to like, you know, come out and be like fucking MC Light or some shit like that. So I feel like uh again, I feel like with with her, it might not even be like because I realize when I think about it, I'm like, do I not like this girl or do I not like this weird fan base? And I had to ask myself, self-reflection is important, folks. I forget what conversation I was listening to some one of these podcasts of the 50,000 I listened to. And she came up as a topic of discussion. 
and they had played a couple of songs. I was like, okay, like she's like rapping. Like I don't know if it's like amazing, but like you know, it's not just her saying whatever shit. I just don't understand it partly because accent. But I was like, whatever the fucking point is, new artist, blah blah blah. I really shouldn't give a shit about her. It's more of like, why are y'all acting like shit is like, I don't know, more amazing or maybe like the song because the song is catchy, but just like again, why are you running around? You goddamn forty seven. That's for you niggas too. Like I'm just saying. Like I feel like I, I've noticed that that's become. You know, understanding what my irritation is, I was like, I don't really give a fuck about some of these songs. It's that y'all gonna keep telling me these songs are like amazing, or y'all gonna give, yeah, no. or y'all gonna give heads up to this and not this over here. And no. even in the genre of not this over here, I feel like, hey man, if I wanted to like get some nutty nut shit, you know, there's better, whatever. I. So I I I guess I'm not cool enough to really know, but I forgot that Rolling Loud was supposed to be here this year. Oh yeah, that was a thing. I didn't, I didn't know that, but just seeing bits and pieces of stuff before I took my media break. Um, Support that. Seeing like I saw clips of Playboy Cardi's performance. He has such a fucking devout following. He has a devout following, and his music is ass. Like yeah, I, I get, I get it's supposed to be like this acid punk rock rap type cult following of whatever, you know. Just it's probably better in person where you can be a part of a mosh pit and all of that. Like, I cool, I get it. That's what it's for, even though you're trying to be a runway model in your off time, which <laughs> doesn't make sense to me unless it's for Balenciaga, because that seems like that clothing would fit your music. But like people going crazy for him, but on another stage, I don't think it was the same time, but I think it was the same day or whatever. Mm. You have Kamaya, and Kamaya can rap. Fire. Kamaya makes dope songs. Kamaya makes music for the culture. Shout out to the Bay all day. That might be my Bay bias, but her music is light years better than Playboy Cardi. But we'll continue. I don't even know if Playboy Cardi still puts out music. Like it, I so I feel like with the Playboy Cardi thing, I hear his shit. I'm not in any Playboy Cardi space. What he, in my mind, I always think of him as like, and I don't want you know, I don't know if this is a dish or not, but it's like, like TikTok music. Like oh. his, like when I see motherfuckers like make those mm. anime edits and it's like right at this part where the, where the fucking beat drops and it gets nuts. Those look cool. But when I started clicking, I'm like, it'd be like, you'll like look through and I'm like, what is this song? And I've looked through cause I've been, I make fucking videos mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, it's a Playboy Cardi song or this is a whoever I got, was, I would have never found this. But as I'm looking through these fucking songs, be having like 90 million views. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is just not a loop I'll ever be in. No. Like, I'm just way outside of this because I just like I see and I see also people talk about his music like, yeah, like I'm a super fucking Cardi yeah, fan. That's what I don't and I'm like, where the fuck do this be happening at? Like, I I don't know. I don't know none of his songs. Or maybe I know him, but I know him through like edits. But I don't know a Cardi Bar. I don't know. So I just be like, all right, this is something yeah. I'm just not in. I'm not on loop it's, in, it's not and it's me. not for me. But I think that. So I mean, I've had those conversations with my little brother. My little brother is like 15 years younger than me. So mm. I get he's in a different bracket. But he's had at different moments where he talked to me about Cardi, and I was like, huh? Boy, don't you ever come <laughs> to me talking to me about no goddamn Playboy Cardi? I'll slap <laughs> your lips off right now, talking crazy to me. And that's not just because I'm old and washed, like. It's just musically, I've always, music has always been a coping skill and an outlet for me. Like I get put Mm. on punishment as a kid. I sit in the living room and I'd honor, I would honor my punishment. My mama ain't going to see this, but I honor my punishment because she worked graveyard. So she left the house and I could watch TV and I wouldn't, I would respect my punishment, but I'd get my headphones and sit on, on the couch and plug it into the, to the, 
because you know back when we had stereos. Oh yeah, that was a thing. That was a thing. I'd plug it into the stereo and that's, I would just I listen have to laser music. discs at the house. Oh, I got. We had. <laughs> I, I, so I fucking I went to my uncle's house in fucking Chicago. They got tape players and all like they have actually uh, records uh, right here. Guys. Yeah, I got a record right here. Like we have music historians, but. I would enjoy listening to music. It would help me. Just like I said with the the Creed thing, like listening Mm -hmm. to movie scores and just how that has helped me with navigating some frustration over the last couple of weeks. Like music and sounds. I have sounds playing in the background all the time. It helps me. So I, I respect music. And for some of these people telling me this is great, I don't hear music for me. And I just don't. I don't get it. And I know that I can't be like, it can't be an age thing. Cause I listen to people from every, mm-hmm. like every generation. I can, I can listen to some artists that are more new that y'all ain't paying attention to, but it's, it's good music. It's a good message. It's, it's melodically pleasing. You can't tell me fucking playboy. Cardi, like, <laughs> you basically, to me, it's like the way you explain it is like, Oh, he's, he's this generation soldier boy. Like he got famous off of ringtones. Mm-hmm. But because it's not ringtones, it's how often your shit gets used on TikTok and Instagram. Like that makes you more popular. So that's who you are. You got famous off of 30 second clips of your song, essentially. That's I'll I mean, take Duke Deuce over Playboy Cardi all day long. I like Duke Deuce. I like Duke Deuce. Like I ain't even super Memphis like that. So some of the sounds that I know it's a Memphis sound, it ain't for me, but I fucks with it. I'll take that over Playboy Cardi all day long. But I don't I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't I don't understand. I know that I've heard his name a lot. I heard, but and I know I've just I just know I've heard his name a lot. I know I see and hear his songs a lot, especially on the Tiki Takis. And um, yeah, I about to get that shit banned anyway. Oh yeah, that's Biden sad. Biden by the time I don't know what these kids gonna do when Biden say fuck your TikTok and get rid of all that shit. I mean, I just make something new. Y'all can this it's so many ways. Like y'all could just y'all can gyrate your hips on any fucking uh, platform. You know. Don't uh 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 I don't know why I can't remember it left me as soon as I was about to say it. Um What's the face? Played Chef on South Park. Oh, um um Isaac Hayes? Isaac Hayes. Yeah. Don't his son have a, a, a app, a platform, Isaac Hayes Jr.? Fan base. I made I made I've and I'm and I have to get I have to kick myself in the balls. I made us a fan base. Don't be on there. But we like we have a fan base, niggas. Yeah, we just I don't mean, be supporting nothing black. I can't. It's on us. Yeah, I don't have no. I don't have no uh, thing for the. I like it, if fan base is a thing. I want to say I have the app on my phone. I remember seeing a post. It was something that I I know I did impulsively. Like I saw him talk about it on something. Mm-hmm. Oh no no. I want to say I made it back when he was talking when everybody was on when all of us decided we were gonna just fucking voice our opinions on Clubhouse. When the pandemic happened, I remember him saying something about it, and I was like, "Black, black, black, black." And uh, I went on there, I made one, and then I know I'm bad at like trying to manage three or four like apps. So between that and like the, inst- I said Instagram, and we gonna do Instagram, and then I remember saying Instagram, I'm gonna make a Facebook, and I'm gonna try to get back. I've been, I've tried to get Facebook back under in my like get back into Facebook. 47,000 times Yeah I don't have it I like I, I, I kinda have it I just I don't You know what's crazy It's not bad You can get You can get better views And runs on there And it does give you A wider demographic Like all the other apps You know Instagram has a, a, a demographic You know TikTok has a demographic 
Facebook has a little bit of everybody. It's wider, but you just got to really use them up. The nut thing about Facebook is actually Facebook is the best and most advanced, and that's Absolutely. the shit that threw me off. I opened Facebook, and that shit got a fucking display like Tony Stark's helmet. And I'm yep. like, oh, y'all are serious. Yep. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing over here. I really probably should take like a understand Facebook crash course. We should. Because that shit opened up, and I was like, oh, these niggas got charts and graphs and this and that yeah and it, it helps you a lot and I was you like, get to have okay. i would say you have the capacity to have better conversation because i mean you can kind of have twitter where twitter maybe you could have a post go viral that people pay attention to and it can end up on instagram which can help but on facebook you can literally have word conversations and a post and it'd be meaningful kind of because you know the you know, <laughs> conservative white they gonna find a post and talk all kind of shit. And we got we got like two posts that consistently, one for sure that consistently just is resurged on like viralness. And I just realized that like I know my bag. I'll talk to y'all like here, <laughs> but like the conversations that have erupted out of nowhere, like I was I looked the, I looked the other day because like they were talking so much that it started to come up in the notifications. Usually like you know a comment. Might get kind of sloshed down if the post is going is getting a little hot. These motherfuckers is going back and forth, and I was like, "This is a post that's got butt, and then me not even again. I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm not even saying anything. I don't think it just has. A, I did everything that you could do to hit every. It was like, oh, a trending, a trending sound, a short video, <laughs> a some butt. How are y'all arguing under this? And it was really like, fuck you, motherfucker. And these niggas was going at it And I just was like yo y'all, The world is like y'all just find a way to be angry Cause for the life of me I was like what What could have possibly happened under here That y'all are mad But I think it was I don't know somebody saying like you niggas are dangerously horny And you niggas are dangerously horny But you know it's not none of my business Thank you for liking and reposting Whatever I mean it's <laughs> part of I'm one that's you know that's new people because part of our stick has always been we're going to use the horny shit as a bait to like actual conversation. But I, I've noticed yeah. that and I this is what I can appreciate about me taking this week or maybe a month break from social media is a lot of people just be reacting and don't really pay attention to nope. what they're actually upset with or what they're taking in or how they're understanding or perceiving it. Like there's so much miscommunication. Everything is just emotionally reactive and it just drives the comment sections for a lot of stuff. Cause some people are even just trolling to say stuff to be funny just to go viral with their comment. Those two. I don't know. Like I've said some funny stuff under a post here and there, but the, you could tell when somebody's like trolling, trolling, or if you're saying something funny wise, what you just said about uh, people not understanding things, maybe I'm a, go ahead. I, I was about to jump on the one topic, but no, nah, uh, Titan, it's all gonna come together. Okay, then I guess I'll run it in reverse. So I watched the Chris Rock thing, okay. um, and it just made me think about like how, like with his special one, off top, I thought the special was not like his best. I'm not putting it like in my top ten specials. Period. You know, me, a regular non-comedian, whatever the fuck, however you be working out our opinions. Um, but it's not like in my top Chris Rock. Like, he's had better specials. I think, um, I don't think it was like, but the way people are saying, like, I respect people who are just, like, from a comedic standpoint, trying to say it was, like, um, not the best. Some of y'all, though, how people are, like, taking and running with certain jokes, 
I find that to be like dog shit. It's a fine like to be like y'all are just, you know, dog shit, bullshit, horse shit, bird shit, like just purposely missing the point because you have, I don't know, man, whatever you want to get off or you just, you know, you really, really hate that he made a joke about Jada. Like, or, um, you know, all those stances people took during the Will and Jada thing, I feel like people are now just trying to be like, find a way to stand in that. Because the idea that he wasn't going to come back, have a special, and get my shit off, because you put your, like, regardless of who side you on, like, I understand, nigga, you hit me. So, you know, me personally, me and Will would have had to get to it on the stage, regardless if you kick my ass. But like, un- like, you're not supposed to fight in front of white people. Now, that line I didn't like. I'm not gonna hold you. I he could have kept that. Like I understand what he was like saying. Everybody like uh Brian Indy has talked about that. Charlemagne talked about it. like we all understand that of like code switching for white people, the and the idea that like we are all, you know, uh villain crazy nigga man, and you have to like not show that side because people have perceptions of you. I get it. Um certain levels I don't really give a shit because you put your hands on me in public. We finna get to rocking and rolling up here. We we're about to have the most Viral Oscars ever um, Cause I don't know man You know one little fight in your mom would have sent you back To West Philadelphia <laughs> like, But um, <laughs> But Either side I mean, that she you don't have to send him back anywhere He don't be in the house with her anyway Yeah either side like You understand why this man was Like you knew I didn't like that I didn't like people pretending like they just Were so out of like I can't believe he. Yes you could what are y'all even talking about? It was coming with and and in the in the and that's what I understand about people being. If we're gonna talk about corny, tie other shit together because we're gonna talk about corny. You know, up here saying like, um, you know, I just I'm so taken aback at the jokes when in the special, he starts off having conversations about selective outrage, and then he ties the selective outrage conversation into basically everything that he goes through because you know he started you know he started. To lean into this at the end Like it's all you know We're all tying together And everybody just came outside And just chose selective outrage to y'all, Like y'all really didn't Nobody listens You watch this You found the clip you didn't like I just find that weird Like I don't like a lot of shit Like but I feel like Y'all should like watch Like hey even What's some other shit And also I don't know I feel like people are weird Trying to tell a comedian Not to say some off the wall shit Like for instance Everybody got mad at um. I watched the show I watched uh, your mom's house Tom Segura and his wife Oh, I'm okay. a fan of the show I think they're funny Um, For little You know Two Pretty much white comedians Uh, And I think his mom is like Whatever the fuck But um, <laughs> Something with an accent I'm not gonna lie I don't remember um, But they had a She's a colonizer Yeah, they had a, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's a colonizer They had a, a, a conver- They had a conversation That's been ongoing About Uh you don't wash your ass. Yeah, about fucking um, wash rags. And they were like, that's a poor thing. And everybody took it like super racist. And I'm like, mm, I guess. Like, because I, I heard the episode and I'm like, it's nasty. But I was like, it's some nasty white folk shit. And the nigga, when he was saying it, it was still funny. I'm going to still use a wash rag and wash my ass. And the funny thing is people said that and these niggas have turned it into merch. I just be trying to figure out what is everybody's goal when they be saying shit. Because it was like, I can't believe. As soon as I saw Tom Segura land on like. Blacknews.com I was like These niggas Are going to make Merchandise And they did They also have a, a Thing that says Like they have like a There was a thing That they were talking about On the show And it was like I don't know man. They said something about Easy head aids 
and people got mad, and then they made them. They made merch out of it. And while I'm not saying the shared shit can't be insensitive, it's I'm not expecting a comedian to hold their tongue. And that was one thing I didn't like about the Chris Rock thing as well. Like he did a lot. I think that took a lot of bite from his thing because while he was talking, there were certain jokes, and I was like, he's doing a lot of like explaining and exposition prior to when there was a time you could get a joke off because you knew this is a joke and there's a message somewhere underlining here but i gotta do shit i do that i feel like i just did that you have to do like you do all you do all this overt explaining to not offend and i'm like man nah fuck y'all i actually had that conversation with with a client today we were having a conversation it's basically an an identity conversation that's Mm. what the session was not gonna go deep into it but it was an identity situation and we were talking about sharing and expressing the identity and like how they may struggle with that yeah go ahead put that up because it's, it's me i don't know why you ain't got it at the top anyway you know i ain't that's true i'll be trying not to blast the shit out but they'll yeah. be all right it's it's me you know <laughs> i'm not about to talk loud for shit but um having that conversation as far as identity is concerned and like, I'm like, Oh, you're providing a lot of unnecessary context. And really what that boils down to is fear. You're afraid and you're not confident of how people are going to receive what you're saying. Mm. So you do all this extra over explaining and overthinking as opposed to just like, no, this is my truth. This is what this is. This is how I feel about it. And let that be that. And y'all going to react how y'all can react. And I don't really care i was just putting y'all up on game as far as where i'm at either you're gonna deal with it or you're not but i'm not gonna be here to find out like being confident enough to just say your shit and i recognize it because i do the same thing too sometimes i recognize when i'm triggered and i feel misunderstood or i feel disregarded i'll provide extra context so people can understand why i'm saying what i'm saying as opposed to just saying it and leaving it that way i'll say it leave it for a little bit and then come back and explain it because I'm not confident that they understand me accurately to know what I'm trying to say and how I'm trying to say it. But essentially I'm saying it boils down to just not being confident in your shit and just saying it. And that's what I feel like a comedian is supposed to be a master of. You should be a master of saying whatever your shit is supposed to say, telling the story leading up to the punchline, delivering that and not really giving a shit about, everybody else like i want this joke to hit i want it to land mm. and y'all receive it well but for those that fuck with it they gonna laugh and for those that don't they not and that's just comedy in general and i don't really have to tailor my shit around anybody like if you saying that that's what chris rock is doing that's not who that's, you ever were like you're not being the comedian that got you to this iconic status you're doing the opposite of that that's how i felt a little bit like i'm like with the explaining thing, like, I f- I'm cool with that to a degree of if I want you to understand me. And then I feel like, you know, you get into a, you get into a little self-awareness bag and a mm-hmm. confidence bag of being like, okay, if somebody is purposely trying to misunderstand me or saying some shit that I'm not saying, then absolutely, you can eat two pounds of dick. Um, you know, if, if, on the flip side of like, okay, if you're not understanding what I'm saying, sure, I will explain and provide my point. And if I feel like you're looking for clarity, if I feel like you're trying to, you know, you know, you, you know, ask me a bunch of questions. So you can kind of find holes in it. Oh, no, I said this, and you can feel however you feel about it. Um, and, yeah, like, as a comedian, I feel like, you know, especially, like, you know, when you look at – and Chris Rock is of the old guard. I know that that has, you know, probably changed because he's in a different status in life. But it's like, 
you know, of like saying things and it's like, it's almost not a necessarily like a good show. Somebody got to get up and walk out. Like, you right. know, like, you know, it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. If you're one of those, you know, comedians, it's not just saying little slapstick jokes, but you're saying jokes that are like about real life, real things make you think, you know, that whole, that whole usual spiel of you go, you laugh. And then when you get in the car and be like, you know, that motherfucker said it made sense. Like to get to that, there has to be statements where it was like, I ain't really like, but you know, well, why do you like that? Now we're having a real conversation. I know you a little bit better, but you might be crazy. We might have to stop fucking around. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's just absolutely. Cut the ties. Cut the shit. Get the strap. Fuck out of there. But I, I feel like I wouldn't have as much bail for Chris because he comes from that era. Yeah. I can understand newer comedians trying to find out how to still do the same thing, but maybe not in the same exact way because they got a different audience to appeal to today. Yeah. But for him, it's like, you've already, like, wasn't you talking about using the N-word and giving Louis C.K. a pass? It's And it's some of them that aren't pulling the, that aren't pulling their punches. Like, you know, of the younger ones. I don't know who they are. I just see them. Some calling. of them are, like, in stand-ups, like, in certain settings. Yeah. When they understand their audience, you can physically see your audience, and you're just kind of trying out new material. So they'll just do the shit because y'all fuck with me on Instagram. That's why y'all here. So let me just say the shit that I say on Instagram. But I think that also comes with, like, you know, depending on the bag and the area. Like, if I'm doing a comparison, because Louis C.K. has been doing stuff now, but... I don't think Louis gives Louis doesn't give a fuck, especially coming off the I mean, all the controversy he can't. But he didn't give a fuck at the start. But coming off all the controversy, he went through like, what else can you say to me? Yeah, if we talking about me jacking off and me being canceled because of it and all this other shit. No, I, I can it don't even matter at this point. I can get on stage and use the n word and see how y'all niggas feel about it. But his circuits and shit are like, I think he's sticking to like he's been. You know, he's going on like the. Uh, he went on the YMH show with fucking Tom Segura. He's done a couple of these podcasts. He still is selling out and doing all these things on the stand-up circuit, but it is not a Netflix special. Mm-hmm. So I do think that's a different route where he's super committed, and he talks about that like just, yeah, I'm going to do what I want to do. Like, I'm I'm already rich. I can still, like, I think he still sells out the venues. I can still walk up and command, you know, the garden or something like that or whatever or or maybe either whatever venue he's doing, it might not be like he at one point he was selling out the garden, but now it might be like a venue or two under that. But he's like, I'm still pulling in all the money. I'm still managing all the shit. I made an independent film. So in all in all, I'm now in a space where I just want to do what I want to do as opposed to going after some of these big Netflix checks, which while are dope, everybody cannot be it's a box. Yeah, and everybody can't be Dave. Like I know, like the Joe Budden, Joe Budden spoke something to that. Like Chris Rock, they, he made a quote that said something about like Chris Rock trying to simultaneously grab things that maybe Kevin can do and Dave can do. And to me, I interpret it as that like we talk about Kev being quote unquote like safer mm-hmm. or whatever. So he's in like a Netflix or a very popular space. As you know, he's kind of a safe bet, more or less. You know. Well, it's impossible not to piss nobody off. Where there's a Dave who's like, y'all are going to give me my, 40, my $20, $40 million. I'm going to say a bunch of controversial shit, and I'm not going to apologize. So you have your two fucking, I don't know, fucking poles, and it's like Chris trying to he, like Chris trying to find his way in the middle. Like That's what it kind of like seemed like, which is but crazy, because Chris don't have to do anything. You don't have to do any of that. Again, that's not who you were. You started off as being more of like loud, 
talking about women and the bullshit that they do. Then you transition to being political and you've kind of bounced back and forth between the two. You making a resurgence now as you talking about your fuck ups and how it applies to real life, which is kind of the comedy that you're doing now with this one as far as the slap is concerned. But do that in your way, especially if they're saying like he's trying to use somewhat of an approach to Kevin. One, Kevin looked up to you. So why are you doing shit similar to what he you are his mentee? Why would you be doing shit that he's doing? One, two, all of fucking Egypt just told you his approach don't work. <laughs> so why would you want to even follow that? Somebody mentioned that. Like what you just touched on about like, you know, women ba- mainly like it was uh, I want to say I, th- I think it was Andrew Schultz. Like his comedy was very like I'm going to give you a bird's eye view of my opinion on what's going on with the world and like this newer one is like his version of being introspective, which is a bit of a different run, which I was with until I was like I watched Tambourine. And I really fucked with Tambourine. Yeah. Although I think I think also like I think I, I like I like it even though if it's not the best or whatever yeah. work. I like the authenticity of it. Yeah, I like watching his specials and understanding like an artist in their headspace produces whatever type of art they give. Because I thought Tambourine was dope. And I don't even think I laughed a lot on Tambourine. No. It just was like, oh, this nigga's in his bag about what he's going through. Yes. But wherever he was, he was in his pocket. And that shit was dope. This one I feel like it is a bit of one well, one's like super big Netflix special. Obviously you take into account chopping and editing and timing and what's going on. Cause people who've seen the special before there's things he took out and whatever, according to them or whatever. Mm. But I think also the influxness of like responding to the situation, like it's just a different, I feel like it represents a different headspace of how this was presented. If I'm comparing it to like a tambourine or other spots in their life. Cause you know, I think, I don't know. I think sometimes people forget like comedians are like artists. So the same way you might think about your favorite rapper or musician, how they made a project. I'm like, well, this nigga's going to, it just ain't got no music, but this is coming from an emotional space. Like I feel this way. So I'm going to give of myself my opinions and stuff. And you know, a bitch you'll laugh, but don't expect to laugh. Like you did last time. I'm not funny like that right now. Right. Or whatever. I'm trying to be. Yeah, I don't know. Like, and yeah. I think that's part of the issue. Like, from the clips that I saw, I seemed like he was he was trying to be like early Chris Rock. That was trying to reach for a laugh, like trying to get people to accept that I'm funny and what I'm saying is entertaining, as opposed to just knowing I am who I am and just saying it from the space of I'm confident in me. I know I know how to write jokes. I know I know how to set up a punchline and stories and all of that. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go out there and do it and they're going to receive it. I don't have to like work really hard to get you to laugh. Like it's, you don't I don't have to do that. I've already accomplished that and I've mastered that. I don't But I, I don't think he had that that same confidence. No. And I think like also it is shit is one is difficult to be a comedian in a space where like you if you came up like in that what they always call like, you know, like comedians always talk about the trenches going to the clubs. Like if you came through an era where it was just like dog eat dog. And now, you know, if you say something wrong, somebody's going to be offended. How can you joke? Can I get up here and swing dick? Like when I'm thinking about it, if I was up there, obviously I've never like fucking, even if you're him, there's a different pressure of, I know I'm fucking Chris Rock. I know I have to come here and I know I have to address this huge fucking thing. And I don't know when this special was. Fin- oh, well, it was live. But oh, it was. Well, they said the one on Netflix was live, oh, I but know. like given all this stuff, like I, even the pressure of knowing this is live, 
there's a isolation to me doing this for over a year <clears throat> as opposed to like if I'm fucking doing this shit live everybody's going to see it now it's like out out like whatever I say mm-hmm. there is no oh I got like you don't have cameras at my show so whatever I said now nigga like this is it and I'm finna get up here and I you know when I said it a year ago it was fuck that bitch and fuck this nigga and fuck this this cuz I was pissed off and I felt good now I was like but I was isolated here so now I got to get up here and I'm about to restart this shit again, like low key, like I'm about to get up here, drop my special and they're about to like unload on my ass. So I, I guess I understand how you could, how the delivery might could have not. It just seemed like while he was up there, it took him a minute to get his feet up under him. Mm. Like, I don't know if you could ever call Chris Rock like bad because you're still comparing him to like, it's not like we're saying like Joe Schmo is bad. It's like Chris Rock is bad in the scheme of who the fuck Chris Rock is as a fucking legend. So, hmm. It's not his best work, but it ain't like, you know, the end of the world. And all you people having your ups and downs about him saying a fucking Will Smith joke. That, you're weird. No, you're weird. No, no. Based on what I've heard, it ain't him having, it's not them having an issue with him, like, making Will Smith jokes. They're trying to be upset with him making Jada jokes. Look, man, it's all the same. It's this, the whole issue is one in one, <laughs> one in, it's in one another, in entire itself. entity, but... Yep. Y'all got that same energy for Tiffany Haddish. Y'all trying to support her after her shit. Y'all, y'all, hmm. y'all was shitting on the new girls trip and all that other stuff, which has Jada in it, if I'm not mistaken. But y'all was shitting on that because of oh, some shit man. she made. What ten years ago? Was the shit her and Aries Spears that made a long time ago? Yeah, and I don't know. I just find the whole like people get mad at Chris Rock about talking about what happened know. to me. Yeah, and talking about their business and making fun of, like, we all have made, like, we've, we've we covered all, all this, but, like, we all talked, we all made fun everybody. of Everybody. We have, this podcast has seen three different venues worth of content talking yeah. about their household shit, and we don't know nearly as much the ins and outs as, say, Chris Rock and other people who are close to these people may know. We've been talking about their household since before August Alcina. So the no nerve way. of y'all to get mad at somebody talking about some shit that we all been talking about for the last half a decade. And nobody brought us into their household. They did. And Chris you know, Chris did make a good point. Everybody keep missing over the fact that it's like, you know, like, he made shit that everybody said. He's like, brother's not mad at me. He's mad at this situation, which is fucking... Like, I don't know how, uh, I don't know, I, and I'm I'm trying not to revisit the conversation I know we had at length. Whatever the Will Smith shit happened, you can go back to that time frame, and there's about at least two or three episodes we gave y'all about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Because it was just like, you know, if you understand why, or you have a presumption of why we all believe Will is mad, you know, if you read his book, you watch what they're going through, blah, 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 and then you see the Chris thing, it's like, oh, you took out massive amounts of frustration on me, and I always find it weird that people like, could understand that of Will, but then, I don't know, like, still shit on Chris. It's like, well, nigga, you understand how these frustrations will build up. I'm not obligated to to feel, to not react in a way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm, you know, I don't know. And then, like, you know, the joke about, y'all joke about worse shit online. I just, like, the way people were trying to, like, I, I'm not trying to even take away, I'm bald, whatever, like, <laughs> hair loss happens. And I understand, you know, different people perceive it differently, but it didn't ruin my life. Um I but I, but the way that the way that everybody tried to champion alopecia, and I was like, I'll watch y'all say a lot of stuff about hair, about a nut, like y'all it just say was worse stuff and hate your own hair. Yeah, 
y'all talk more shit about yourselves being bald and your friends being bald head holes and all this other stuff because y'all keep tearing off your edges wearing them terrible ass screen door wigs that y'all be putting on. But if it's okay for us as casual people to talk the utmost types of shit, I mean, every diarrhea, full logs, pellets, like we talk <laughs> or every kind of shit that there is, we talk it on a daily basis. And most of it is directed towards us with brown skin penises. And nobody seems to bat an eye. But we talk about some mid jokes about a woman and a circumstance involving her. And now it's a problem. I don't understand. Like, yeah, don't this know. man is frustrated. Why? Because the love of a black woman, apparently it's so great. It makes you want to slap your friends because it's that peaceful in well, your that- household. She's definitely no. What's a, what's Tessa Tessa's character's name in Creed? Oh, is it Bianca? I think it's Bianca. Oh, she cool. she ain't no Bianca I'm at swing. all. Now nah, I can swing in the creek. But I do want to say this. I just feel like the weirdest part of that is like how protect black women is a thing that definitely should never be minimized or not discussed. But I feel like no. that was hijacked by that moment saying that that was a representation of protecting black women. And it also minimized what the fuck can happen to a black man. Like how that shit can like really fuck with your mental. Like so hijacking that and turn it into like he did what he needed to do that's a that's a uh uh protect black woman moment knowing full well that you were part of the posts that affected this nigga's mental health enough where he wanted to smack a nigga on national television at the oscars like the, f- shut up <laughs> like, i feel like shit. that narrative was hijacked protect black women is an actual conversation that needs to be had in different regards absolutely but i feel like it was hijacked by toxic black women and white women trying to be friends with them yeah like you you okay you taking y'all's whole life putting it on the internet that makes you a target that would like you did i don't know fuck the fuck that whole thing like that whole y'all is bullshit <laughs> speaking of creed though cuz y'all niggas this that will smith shit consistently and i don't like i i I've tried, I'd be like, and I'm I'm good with trying to hear a number of sides, which I'd be full of shit, bro. Like, I'd really be like, I just feel, why you feel like that? Like, you full of shit. Don't be trying to, I mean, it's easier more me. than that for me. Like, if cool, we'll acknowledge that. That's how you feel. That's great. But you know that that's only 25% of the process, right? Like, there's more to this than just what you feel. Yeah, like, that wasn't the problem. Like, y'all just are selective with how y'all was trying to say what the issue right. was. And I don't like that shit. I don't like that. Um, I don't Go ahead. Back to the alley Tessa. Anyways, though, because, uh, you know, everybody had their Creed conversation last week. And last week, you know, we actually took a break. We took like a mental health week. Yeah, we took a little break. That was a that was crazy. I had that, to make sure. Well, I mean, it was kind of a mental health break, but I had to make sure my arms were straight. So, you know. I mean, yeah, but I realized like how weird that felt. I was like, oh, I'm not, I, don't have, I don't have nothing done. I don't have to. It took me like a day to kind of like. Rest, cause I was like, I, I gotta, I gotta, I don't have to add to shit. I don't I gotta, have to. I gotta, I gotta. So yeah, um, still consistency, gang. But I don't really know what to do with that yet. But I just thought it was like a cool tidbit that like I have like a, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like self reflective to a fault. Like I'm like, we could relax or we could think about a lot of shit about ourselves. You could improve right now. Anyways, <laughs> so yeah, like so last week, saw everybody talking about the fucking Michael B. Jordan shit and. No, they were talking about these niggas' bodies. They weren't talking about the movie. I, I noticed that. I noticed that real quick. It was a lot of people 
the photo shoots and all of that leading up to the release of the movie after the movie, like people didn't really do after me seeing it for myself. Now, granted, everybody's not going to think like me, not to say that my thought process is just high miles above anybody else, but I didn't see anybody do the deep dive. Oh, on the film itself? On the film itself. Oh, I, haven't I was like, oh, why yeah, haven't no. I seen anybody? Now, granted, I ain't been on social media all week this week, so maybe somebody has. Maybe you can let me know. So. But I ain't seen nobody talk about like the symbolism in the movie and all the depths to it. It's really just a lot of women. like They made $120 million just because people wanted to see them glossy and sweaty. Yeah, so who talked about the film? Joe Bud and I saw talk about the film on okay. the episodes. He wasn't that he didn't he wasn't that big of a fan for a couple reasons. I'm I I get around to that. Um, I saw like don't like Michael B in the first place. He has a Michael B bias. I saw review. Obviously, the movie review people did their job, so that really doesn't count. But yeah, I saw more people talk about the conversation was more so always around the fact that these niggas took um, pictures together that they were showing. They were showing intimacy. And sensitivity to their fellow brother. And that was a conversation. Shout out to Diddy. Cause he had made a post and it was of it was of the the black and white photo of like, you know, I think they have his one yeah, of them. And he was like thoughts. And I was like, this was a dope expression of intimacy. And anybody else who feels otherwise needs to, you know, really, really seek out significant mental health services. <laughs> and he agreed. We were having a conversation back and forth about what intimacy looks like for us. And it was weird to see. And it wasn't just black men. I just want everybody out there. It was everybody. Everybody takes responsibility for this. Mm-hmm. That it was like th- these are moments like this that create, you know, really weird monsters. And I thought it was a cool parallel to what goes on in the film because it was like this is the expression that you have with your friend, like with your brother, with somebody who, you, you know, they've clearly created some type of bond for this film and. It wasn't like it. Was, I don't know. Like it was just everything was like it's kind of gay, and I was like, all of y'all are just bundling things on top. Because it was when I posted, we made the post a couple weeks ago about um, him wearing the Duffelmingo outfit, mm-hmm. and like there was a comment, and the dude was like, this on top of ASAP Rocky. I was like, okay, while we did correlate those things, these are two separate incidents. I, you know, we made the correlation on the show just to show like these are examples of how people are like mis- misconstruing what masculinity looks like. These two niggas. Who are friends being fucking friendly with one another does not correlate to motherfucker got a nice looking dick. Like none of that, none of that is what's conveyed. And I was like, this is really weird. Like this is a whole group of people that doesn't know what like. And now there's all these stupid fucking videos. Like you know, people say I love you, but like I love you, bro. Which is cool. That's a cool thing to die to um, like to get into. To, um, Trevor Noah. It was yeah, I've seen his, and it was something else that was. I want to say the uh, expression of black man talked about that, and I think that's important. But it's like I might throw a bro on the end, but I don't feel like that's more of an issue is as opposed to like you niggas don't hug, you niggas don't say, "Oh man, I love you, man." Like and like it's and it's just regular. Even if you put bro on the end, like meaning it and not being weird, I'm like all this shit correlates. But y'all are the same people who said it was weird for these niggas to just embrace. I embrace my family. I embrace my father. I embrace. Anybody I'm fucking cool with, and that doesn't correlate to like some weird homoerotic interaction. No disrespect if that's what you're into, but I'm like, the way that y'all were trying to make this shit weird as fuck is I'm like, everybody's blocking their own spaces, but y'all will be the same group that will be shirtless, booted at, guns in the air, in front of an apartment, talking about who sold the brick, my gun got a dick, it's 40 of you niggas, sweaty on top of each other. 
in Shut front up. of a trap house trying to squeeze into a camera frame, sharing the same blunts and, and drinks and all bef- that other stuff. Before you say that's right, you're fucking them niggas. Because that was, that was about to be my last example. Because y'all sharing the same pussy too. Sometimes at the same time. So what we talking about? Because running the train, it'd be a lot of tough niggas that talk about running the train on the female, but that means that y'all was probably in the same room together. You killing that shit, dog. Excuse me? You're going in after that? What? Like, if, if, if. What if y'all hitting the, what if, what if one in like, how the fuck y'all like, you make eye contact with this, like, you in her mouth and he, the nigga in the back. What the fuck happened when y'all look eye to eye? What does that mean? Y'all are. Now you know. I know. I mean, in the Bourne movies, it seems to work out okay. I know Corey Holcomb is not everybody's like fucking like cup of tea, but he made a good joke. He was like, "You fucking woman, y'all have entered her. Y'all are as one. In some way, y'all are. She's, con- a, she's a Chinese finger trap. Yeah, yeah, y'all are connected. <laughs> and then here's the thing: there's a lot of there is not a way there is not a picture on earth with which Michael B. and Jonathan Majors can hug each other. That can fucking match the fact that you niggas out here like me and my nigga ran on her. That means you know what it sounds like when that nigga. Uh, you know what that is. It's in your brain. <laughs> you know what your man sounds like when he let loose. That's a, that's now that's some weird intimacy. Now that's now you won't talk about it. I mean, I won't it. say it's weird. I say what makes it weird is the fact that you won't accept it and be honest of like those are. I won't say know gay. What's on that jacket? It may not be a gay space, but it's a queer space. If That's you are point. if you are able to be open in that regard with your sexuality and share in that type of way, that is non-conventional. That's a queer space. So you can't make anti-queer, anti-gay comments when you've been in queer spaces and you don't want to accept that. The lack of acknowledgement around it is the issue, not doing it. I don't I personally don't give a shit what you do sexually like we know that we've made fun of will and they even done it on jump button show for saying will's a, a cuck or whatever that's more of a queer or kink type experience niggas out here big monster man nobody fuck with big monster you know what big monster balls look like bro like right. you could pick his balls out of a lineup like he got like you know it's a mole on that left butt cheek because y'all been naked together like real naked, not like locked like naked. I mean, even even not even going that far, just being an athlete, being a collegiate and professional athlete, you shower around. I like I know what my teammates' ass look like. It ain't because I'm staring at it. It's because we showering two feet away from each other. Like I've been in spaces where I've seen these men naked, and none of us in here are like. Well, I take that back. I've had a couple teammates that we knew that you know they were, and that's okay. So they they might have been taking some peaks, but the rest of us are like we don't care. We know how to do this and be in close proximity together, and it's not that Let's big see. a deal. Not make it weird. We have conversations while we washing, and we're not making it weird. So certain stuff that we are able to do and condone, but we can't do and condone something as simple as two men embracing each other. I'm still keeping my critique of the hood niggas and running trains at the tippy top. Y'all was in there for hygiene purposes, and. I mean, it was, we didn't build the building, so we got to shower where we shower. Either that yeah. or everybody decides to go home, which would be stupid because if the university's paying you to use these facilities, this shit is free. Just fucking use it. Free hygienic purposes. Y'all yeah, was in there for that. 
majors in them was in there because they paid was, millions of dollars. They were it was promo, but also you know I'm selling my movie, but we hang out, we friends now. That's my y'all point. niggas is together specifically for horny purpose. This is a horny environment. This is a brick. We are bricked up. <laughs> this is a brickety brick. We are filled to the brim. Right. I just this like I don't this, just it, just embrace is, it. That that would be my thing. It's less weird yeah. if you just embrace that you are a little bit more queer than you may let on. Cause it'd be a lot of these hood cats too that's out here slamming the transsexuals that still have their hardware. All up there, I like I like to fuck them in the head so they beat up the pussy. Like you know, I'm just saying. And in that moment, you can't tell me y'all balls don't touch. Y'all balls touch. Well, they, they balls may not touch entirely. If y'all but, in but the, y'all they going from both of y'all they, been close. Well, yeah. If if y'all there, if you double, yeah, if, if you, you DP, if you, if you double, double if penetration, you, if you yeah, DPing you, it, and then you y'all uh, niggas is it's this. Look, I know. Put your look. <laughs> Paint, Look, paint, I know. Paint I know. Picture. Listen, I know we've been, I know picture. we've been talking a lot of mental health, and we gonna still get back to it. But this I'm is still, still mental health. This but I'm saying, like, if you you didn't had your moments, you know what I'm saying? If you like, if you didn't put a thing in there, right? Mm-hmm. And you even like, I even say this example because I think the other time I used thumb into it. But if you hitting it from the back, you put a little thing, you put a little thumb, or if you get one of these little digits in there, go bowling. You can feel yourself like I'm you DJing on top of your own meat. Mm-hmm. So if y'all both in there. Both of y'all bottom passes. Ain't no more intimate than that. That's intimate. Do you feel like for some men, that's a way for them to... Y'all helped each other get to the promised land. I get that, but I'm saying, do you feel like for some some dudes, since it is t- it's hard for stereotypical black masculine communities to embrace their queerness or openness sexually... Um, you may have some that are just like, I just a freaky ass nigga. I fucks what I fucks. And mm-hmm. I can I can appreciate you being honest with that. It's like it is what it is. But for some dudes that just gotta be super hard and masculine and hood or whatever, that's a way for them to have gay sex without acknowledging that they're having gay sex. Absolutely. I feel like if you now I'm oh cool, now find my little back to my mm-hmm. little fucking tie in. Now if you're somebody who um Hell you appreciate it. <laughs> if if you're somebody who has um that might be your that might be your how you not identify? That might be um, your your mustache. Yeah, that just your might be beard, like, so to speak. That might be what you're into, and you haven't had space. Oh, to you fuck. mean that kink? Yeah, that okay. might be your kink, or that might be you know you are you know down low or whatever the fuck it is. Like those are spaces for you to get that off because you've lived in an environment that you've never been able to really express. Like when you look at like if you know between us and like white dudes, unless you're like you know some I don't know. Uh, you know, you from the town, like you a angry Southie motherfucker or some shit. Like, um, even with white comedians and like artists, they you know, white dudes always make like, you know, little gay jokes, ball taps, all that type of shit. So they have a space to be more explorative, even if they not fucking like into dudes like that. But if you are, say, make it like a creed situation. If you are, say, the fucking um Jonathan Majors character, like having worked, still work with people in that population. From the time that you are like, uh, you're coming into your formative years, you've come from a bad home, you might have got detained, now you jump and bouncing in and out of group homes. Those are not always really like, bouncing in and out of those is very dangerous. You run into one that's a really good home that really takes care of you, cool, but if you keep bouncing from facility to facility, you get in these residential situations, this starts to become very much so an institutionalized type of feel. Mm -hmm. You're not around girls all the time. 
sometimes a lot of times y'all are not in school, you start coming into your own around other people who are also institutionalized, who also come from the fact of my uncle, my dad, my this, my that. These people in my life, when I've seen them the four or five times in my life I've seen them, they're coming home from a bid. They've got very bid-ass fucking behaviors. I'm fucking internalizing and adopting all of that shit. I'm feeling myself. Niggas, niggas, are, niggas are 16 in fucking like... um right below lockdown facilities knowing how to make fifis so your sexuality is all over the fucking place what you are is violent and like repressed and emotionally stunted but you're not hard by any imagination you have zero idea what the fuck is going on up in here you are the most sensitive motherfucker in the room you just don't know how to embrace that yes like even okay even like the jonathan majors character no nothing in his fucking thing said that he was like into dudes but no. he was emotionally all over the place. Absolutely. And that shit stuck with him. Like you realize in the movie, they're playing into the fact like y'all are old for the sport. Y'all are definitely in their in your thirties. He is still I'm I've been holding on to who I was as a kid for like eighteen years. And I've been in this fucking facility. This place doesn't teach me to be anything other than that. Right. And everything he's done is from an emotional space. If you haven't seen the film, it's fucking spoiler season because I'm just not finna dance. There's no way yeah, to talk I, about I something. Y'all be all right. Y'all should, black folks, if they want to see something, they'll see it by week two. It ain't even a big deal. Yeah. So, like, you know, we all, you know. But, I mean, I, uh, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was thinking a little bit more inflammatory to a degree. It's like some, <laughs> some of his behaviors were like a toxic woman. Yeah. Like, I love you and you abandoned me. So, yep. I'm going to crash the plane because I don't know how to express my emotions or communicate them properly. I'm going to do this grandiose, over-the-top behaviors and just make shit completely worse because I don't know how to say, hey, man. Uh, I'm going to burn everything you built. That He really got his, what was that fucking movie y'all love to pretend like, is, this is always me. Um, what's that, Angela? Angela was that Waiting oh, to Exhale? Waiting to Exhale, yeah. yeah. when she blow when up she the, car? the car? Like, that was his blow up the car moment. Y'all all feel like y'all blowing up the car justifiably. Y'all don't got no big mustache nigga fucking his white lady. Y'all are dickheads, but whatever. Y'all um, blow up y'all own car and think I'm supposed to be upset at that. But I was having a conversation, like, last week about, like, what feminine and, like, masculine energy really is. Mm -hmm. And, like, saying those things doesn't mean that you fucking put heels on and you being masculine doesn't mean that you can go out and build a railroad. But how your emotions and shit are expressed and displayed and what you're ha not having, what you're not expressing, what you're not fucking understanding. So a lot of shit that we call like, I flash the fuck out, dog. Like, that's a real feminine response. Mm -hmm. And not like women or whatever, like feminine energy, emotional based energy. Like, that's what you're doing. That's what you're living in. And in this moment, you need a little bit more masculine. On the flip side, you know, I do this in the office, in the world. Bitch, we're at home. Shut up. Here is where you get you know, we get we get a little more feminine in here. That doesn't, and again, I just feel like I always need this, this disclaimer because you're all going to, that does not mean make me a fucking sandwich. That means talk to me like I'm not fucking five. And let's get in here and get a little naked. Okay. And then make me a sandwich. Yeah, or maybe I'm. Or we can make the sandwiches together. Maybe I'm a better fucking sandwich maker because you don't ever put enough mustard on this hoe. I want mayonnaise Damn. on it, and you keep using Miracle Whip. I don't like nobody. No yeah, Miracle yeah. Whip. I don't want that. I'll shit. be here all day with it. Nobody like this pomper nickel shit, but you. I want the sourdough. Nobody eats it. Why would you keep it? My anyways, <laughs> whatever. Um, goofy. Um, <laughs> somebody come meet this man. Sandwich needs, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, hey, 
I'm not gonna lie, man. Like, there's there's probably some nigga out there like dying. He's not dying for a sandwich because that's all he needs in life. It's literally the bar is so low. But we'll come. Uh, I can come. We can always come back to that. I'll say that he's dying for a sandwich. He's getting sandwiches of just some 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 miracle whip meat and two pieces of bread. He's not getting the full spread of like tomato and lettuce and onions and mayo here and mus- he's not getting an actual presentation and he's not getting fed in a way that's beautiful to him. He's just getting the bare minimum just because and he's not feeling fulfilled with it. He should be happy. Boy, shut up. Anyways, I made you um, a sandwich like okay, bitch. I made my bed, but I ain't cleaning the sheets. So, so <laughs> motherfucker. Um, so yeah, like I, I thought that uh, I thought the movie touched on a lot of cool shit. Like I know, Absolutely. like I know, I know. I started out when I first thought about this. I was like, oh yeah, I'm like fucking Jonathan Major. She's finna come and fucking swing. But I got it. Not to say he didn't. Jonathan Major showed up and showed the fuck out. He did a great. But job. I gotta give. Uh, I gotta kind of eat cheese because not that I think like Michael B. Jordan's like a terrible actor, but I just thought he was gonna get acted out his fucking boots and. That nigga kind of he, he he pulled one he pulled it out as an actor, but as a director, I gotta get this nigga his credit because like um just for like the fight scenes alone, obviously I'm biased for the super anime shit, but like there are angles in here that he cut and like one definitely took it from specific animes, but just even in that initial fight of how like the fight works and I was like oh okay this is cool and I'm not gonna lie I bought it more because even though some of the other uh shout out to the back channel because they did a little fucking um. Uh, review of the movie Mm -hmm. but the other movies were like it was brutal he was beat the fuck up which is cool i don't feel like they had that element in here enough a little bit like these niggas was like beat the fuck up it's because that was rocky's thing that was sylvester stallone's touch of like getting your ass beat and overcoming it but this i did like the fact that like this even as much as you get beat the shit in rocky those movies also have a level of i don't believe this because nigga you get your ass whooped or you would be dead some fantasy shit this was more real and I, th- yeah. I I can say that's where I give him his flowers as a director because this was he's taking emotional beatings and he's showing how two different aspects of men, men with two different responses, the same trigger, mm-hmm. technically, because they come from the same group home or, or foster care home. But we have some the similar background, but we're learning to respond to things differently. And how do we take these emotions that we are feeling and process them together in real time when we have two different backgrounds of how we are processing these emotions all together. So him, like him preparing for the fight and getting knocked down and getting beat up and sparring by people he's beat before and him just like having to sit there emotionally with himself and pick himself up off the floor and like, why am I doing this? Or even with Tessa giving him the green light to do the fight in the first place because like I understand that... I understand I want you to communicate in this way and I'm upset with you for not communicating in this way, but I do understand that in this situation, that's the best way for you to communicate and I support you in that. When I tell you I am always thirsty, starved, deprived, whatever the fuck word, for good and like quality fucking looking functioning relationships in in fucking movies and taking into account like when you think about if I'm looking at this Adonis character like, you know, this nigga's for real. From what he went through as a kid, still travel with that to the point where, like, I'm not in prison, but this trauma still stays with me between that and my dad. To where, if you go from the first movie, I'm fighting Mech. I did think, like, um, I did my research. I went back and watched Creed One. I didn't watch Creed Two though, but I watched Creed One. Like, if I'm taking that, like, from his childhood, then I still, I'm from that kid. 
I still go fight in bum-ass bars in Mexico, go through that whole journey with Rocky. So it's like the trauma still stays, and this trauma, like, affected me super fucking heavy of getting my ass whooped and beating the shit out of a, a, a dude and fucking um, this terrible fucking dude at, at, out front because he abused me while I was fucking in, um, in the group home. And how that just stuck with him throughout his whole fucking life. And her... Being this person, I want you to be vulnerable with me because I'll always say that shit. I want you to be open vulnerable And looking at what that that fucking looks like, it's like I'm not being a fucking dickhead for no reason. If we finna unpack this, you better be able to hold what the fuck I'm telling you. And mom passes, and hey, I'm not gonna lie, that shit almost took me out. Yeah. I was in that motherfucker, like, all right, you know. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. This is where I pussied out. <laughs> like when he when he uh, <laughs> I did t- I took the pussy route. When they say that she's uh, sick, because I knew it was coming, I was like, oh, oh she got a stroke. You want to like, go get some popcorn? No. <laughs> I looked at the ceiling. Aww. I looked at the ceiling the whole time Ooh. that he was in. Yeah. That nigga was in there, and I was like, I was there for the start. I was there at the start. And then when that nigga, like, when she said, um, when she said, Apollo, he saved me, I said, look at these fucking vents up here. <laughs> I said, ain't that? I said, now. Who's a suck-ass nigga? I said, now it's, now, it's 14 from the right. But if I if you go back, it expands nah, outward boo, for the whole thing. Boo so, this man. You're yeah. supposed to be able to. Now, I'll, I'll shoot you a little bell. I'll, I'll sit with you in this seat. Cause I I won't say I took that big of a punk route, but I took the oh, punk yeah. route of like, cause I, I I went to the movie around the corner, and that's not you know everybody wants to go to the big fancy ones. This is a nice local, quiet Fuck one. That. Do you know? I love those. Man, I went because I you know it was supportive for opening weekend. I had to cut you off. But no, go ahead. You niggas don't understand. I will wait three weeks and go on a fucking Saturday. No, last time I went to the movies like by myself, I had like. I think I had called off or I was like off on like a Sunday. It was something weird. And like on that Monday, I bought a ticket at 10 a.m. Time of my motherfucking life. Absolutely. It was me and an old couple and like this dad and his kids. Time of my fucking life. It was literally probably maybe 15 of us in there. And I, that's why I love, that's partly why I moved here so many years ago. Like, oh, I got all this shit around me plus the movie theater. And I will, I will go to the movies by myself in a heartbeat. I don't it's, give a fuck. Yo, it's the best shit ever. It's wonderful. I didn't get no popcorn this time because I'm, you know, I'm trying to be paleo and all that right now. Just keeping it simple. But I went in there and I don't have to worry about, I go any time of day. And most likely the movie, ain't nobody really going to be in there. So I, I had the ability and I'm, I'm not a small dude. So I had to be ability to put my leg up here and kind of lean. Mm. So at one point I was kind of like, I had already been shedding some tears. Cause you know, I was like, Oh, okay. And like when that part was coming, I was like, <laughs> I shifted a little bit. <laughs> I shifted a little bit. Like not nobody can really see me, but I, sh- yeah. I shifted a little bit and I just, I let the tears come. And then I was just like, you know, just a little, little subtle wipe. I was. Okay. I wasn't boohooing, but I, but I also, part of me was like, I needed to let out a little cry. I've been needing to cry for for quite some time, so that helped me at least get a ten percent of it out. I respect it. So I, I was appreciative that the movie hit so on so many different things that I can emotionally identify with or understand to where I got some tears out. But I I, I do find I myself. punked a little bit. I give myself like a fifteen percent punk. So no, I do you, find, you are. I find myself doing that though. I know like a certain amount of like I watch um damn who fucking who 
<laughs> Back up all three. Put your hand out my pocket, nigga. Now I find myself watching like I don't like just uh like unnecessarily like this motherfucker died and his heart exploded. Fucking oh, yeah, dramas, no. but um like movies I know I'm like oh this probably looks like like. Dramatic comedies, I feel like, are better than dramas for me because dramas just seem like they're making it too much. But like, I realize I watch a lot of those. Where I feel like oh, I just I need like a I need to I've been like a I've been zombied the fuck out. I need a little emotional response. Absolutely. Or like like that. Or I've, I've I'm not gonna lie. I've been my most recent ones. Like I'm still gonna you know big anime fan. The anime romance movies, bitch, knock it off. Them shits. Them shits will sit you the fuck they, they down. Tug at you a little bit. What was that? It was one where they were like, um, I think a lot of those are tug at you because for animes, mm. they'll put a male in a vulnerable spot and have him feel bad for getting shitted on. Like they put yeah. men, they put men in spaces to see like, it was, oh, men can get their they feelings hurt. They're the only ones that acknowledge that more times than not. But I appreciate animes for that. So sometimes it can be a little bit of a like, damn dog, I feel for you. You know, and I, you know, and I think also like when you put the little, when you sprinkle a couple of these little fantasy elements on there, it helps to like expound upon the emotions more. It's a little more heart wrenching. Like there was one, I can't remember the name of it. I could look it up, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> where they're like they're like across time, like they switch out bodies, so they spend time like living in each other's experience, but it's across it's across like a time thing. Mm-hmm. But they grow and they love each other, and then like they both are like finding their way to come back and they save the day and all this other shit. But the lengths they both go to and they get to know each other. I was like, oh, this is cool. Teary. And then there's one where this dude was like a complete shitty bully to this girl who was like deaf. And then they like grow up and he spends a long time trying to like atone. But he does atone. She accepts it, which is cool because y'all motherfuckers look like somebody. Not to say like, you know, you should let somebody just beat your fucking ass. But it like shows growth and things like that. So those are those are cool movies. The fucking. Uh, the way that Michael, you, Michael showed growth to that girl that we used to tease him in high school. You know, yeah. You know, yep. I mean, all y'all be talking about weird shit about getting your lick back. And while I'm not necessarily saying it's something I would do, the way that y'all, like, blew the internet up with it, like, even me, I initially, I didn't think that was newsworthy, but everybody's talking about it. So, absolutely, I took the low-hanging fruit and made a thing about it. But, like, how he responded, and he continued the interview, but it was like, if I remember you, again, during these formative years, I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying it's, I can understand it to a degree, like, I have struggled very hard to be Michael B. Jordan, like me being on the wire and shit like that. Like I wasn't like, you know, getting like tons of work between some of these eras. Like I was hot and then it was whatever. And y'all motherfuckers walked around and told me I wasn't going to basically be shit that I was corny at ever for carrying a headshot. Bitch, I'm trying to be a fucking movie star. And so, you know, for me to be like, I got my, like now I'm on, in a lot of ways, the tip top. I'm Marvel movied up twice, regardless what you think about Fantastic Four. I'm Marveled up twice. Heralded as one of the best villains to come out of this motherfucking universe. I now have adopted a franchise that has like I've restarted a franchise. Like Rocky was dead. No disrespect. Like, but like we tired. We was tired. Like I was tired when when, when Rocky fought Antonio Tarver, like in fucking uh-huh. old four. I was like, this doesn't make fucking sense. We like, were this, done with Tommy Guns. That was he could have stopped. Before that, I was, I, it was nuts. So I restart this franchise. I become this whatever, whatever. And I got my directorial debut. Like, yeah, you know, I'm I used to, and like he didn't, it ain't like he said, yeah, bitch, you remember me? He's like, you call me corny, right? I didn't. And then they rolled off to it. So 
Is it was it kind of corny the way I tried to like assassinate like this nigga be sitting up there? I, I I didn't like knock it off the justification of it because we all day long we'll hear about and this is me picking a side in the gender war so kiss my ass. <laughs> all day long we'll listen to how men have done women wrong in X amount of ways. I remember high school. I remember a lot of the most brutal stuff that dudes will go through came from. Girls, like girls would just say outlandish, rude, disrespectful stuff. Girls would just love to embarrass niggas because it made their ego better. Mm. How you going to try to highlight me with, like, they would try to <laughs> embarrass dudes unless they were just like, whatever, the popular guy or the basketball guy or sports guy, whatever. Like, mm. they would embarrass dudes. And that's those are their formative years. And dudes don't be like, well, bitch, I'm going to get older and just shit on you. Like, dudes don't do that. They kind of take it on their chin. They look at it, they take it as like, okay, maybe there's some things that I could work on to improve myself. Like they they receive it in a positive way and apply it to themselves. They may be a little jaded and it may affect some other relationships past that, but they, for the most part, handle it in a better way. And I think Michael B. Jordan showed how a lot of men could get disrespected by women in their formative years and get hurt by them. And I grow up and still take it on the chin in a mature way. I haven't forgotten about it, but I'm not going to embarrass you for it. Had that been another woman in his position talking to a male that used to talk about her in school, she would have been like, uh-uh, I remember you. She would have made it a thing. Yeah. I mean, because everybody talks about, like, you know, this this time in my life when, you know, I used to be, you know, I was fat in high school and now I'm this or I was not the whatever. And I hit my, you know, stride in college. And like everybody has these stories. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, yes, you are. It is incumbent upon you to grow out of, you know, or understand the lessons that were taught and, and not like carry it with you as like a big burden. But the way everybody act like they don't have shit that they were like carrying from these years that may or may not be pro- may or may not be like processed properly. Wasn't true. And like going on this whole tirade about dog being a cornball and it's like, you know, and then a conversation about what is corny became like the thing. And like, while I still don't have an understanding beat on what it is, because y'all move the goalposts on what makes a nigga cool, what's corny, what's a good man, what's this, what's that. That shit is moved on a daily basis. And it just is like I'm allergic to corn. So y'all got it. Yeah, I liked how they both handled it because it's like, man, I'm the like literally it's not even like a a a thing like the two it's like a nigga who's been on top of the world for however many years and jonathan majors is probably like air quotations newbie as far as like big star power but like clearly what was that the movie that because I, I always forget that that was him fucking um last black man in uh uh oh, san, san francisco. francisco amazing fucking um lovecraft country amazing should get should have got twelve thousand seasons mm-hmm. nothing the niggas touch so it just i don't know it's weird and i feel like sometimes shit like that when they say niggas is corny, I was like, that does tie into the conversation that you only allow us to be one way. Because you're not saying he's corny for any other reason than that, you know, the nigga don't look like, uh, I don't know, man, insert your favorite fucking hood nigga or, you know what I'm saying? Like, what does corny and what does cool look like? Because as far as I can tell, like a nigga who makes his films and like even down to like the music, I'm specifically look like I'm curating things that are trying to very much so like, inspire my culture like i'm i'm an actor so yes i can obviously throw money and some shit but like my craft i should i can make content that lets motherfuckers look up here and go well goddamn, i could do and that's kind of what this did yeah that was kind of what we talked about off air what i shared with you as far as 
Like he's everything that he's touching, he's allowing himself to be his most authentic self within it. And the more power he gains within creating, he's doing it not in a way that's pandering to a certain narrative. I'm just putting stuff in my art form that speaks to me and I'm making money off of it. So you're calling me corny for being myself and getting paid to do so. But you're also highlighting, amplifying and fawning over dudes that are portraying an image that does not speak to them and saying that that's the real nigga, which I'll agree with you because that is a real nigga, <laughs> but that's not a real person. That's not a real man. That's not authentic. You look at the performative shit and say that that's authentic. And you look at the authentic stuff and say that that's corny. But those niggas be moving. It's crazy too. Cause when you look at like, you know, if we're just making the comparison to just hip hop artists, which was kind of what I made the assumption to of like, when we say corny, it's in comparison to our like mo- more so like, more shown or shining light people that are like setting the standard for what the culture is. Mm-hmm. And a lot of hip hop niggas be at the forefront of that. And them niggas do mad corny shit. They make amazing music all day long. But it's like, yo, if this nigga wasn't a millionaire and didn't have, you would consider this actual act fucking nuts. Not just corny. This is lame. This nigga's a loser. But he got some shit banging off the charts, so we just fucking act like that. Like, what is the standard for that? And it was weird because y'all would are a hundred percent like kind of phony with what y'all talking about. But the thing I did like, and I, I forgot to like, I don't know if I like wrap that up, is when I said the representation of like what a good relationship looks like mm-hmm. and what it means to like really go, hey, I want to know what the fuck you're going through, and then she let that nigga sit there. You know, it took a really traumatic incident. I don't think it should always take that. No, I will say that. For some people, um, it does. But, you know, and there's little things that we could talk about with, like, presentation. Because, like, you can't browbeat a nigga into, like, fucking, like, expressing himself. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it is incumbent on him. If you're my wife, I don't feel like you get to that space without me having to, like, fucking, like, all right, man, let me fucking explain some shit. Right. But it, neither here nor there. If it's an issue, you say it's an issue, then, you know, put your big girl panties on because you're going to have to kind of chisel away at this. Don't fucking browbeat nobody, though. I know the movie was paced a little speedy, but don't take that 100%. Anyways, when the nigga breaks down and has his fucking moment, she doesn't say, you could have told me that from the jump. She had a, it. That it was, that was a safe fuck. They landed that plane perfectly. I understand you now. I'm not going to shit on you for taking too long to tell me that. I'm not going to make it about me. I'm not going to, like, you know... A whole bunch of ways that Josh fucking, when I say take the biggest dump, because now you weren't really listening to me. And it was some post you sent me. Um, I'm never going to fucking say anything to you again. Like, I'm like, you know, granted, I'm not I'm not promoting that. But like the idea that you live in a world, live in a space where like it is very hard for us to find safe spaces. Mm-hmm. When you get the opportunity, motherfucker, <clears throat> when I put you on the field, like score, this is your like, you know, this is your this is your rookie season. You know what I'm saying? You got this is your time to shine. You ever watch if y'all this is why you should sit next to that man and like listen and find out what he's into. If you watch hard knocks, you will never see a motherfucker play harder than them niggas in preseason trying to get a goddamn job. This was your moment. And you if you miss this fucking tackle, you're not gonna get that many reps. You need to make this this is your moment. And she handled her moment well. She was like, Okay, I understand this. I can see now that you have xyz amounts of trauma you guys went through this that and the third he's doing this and i understand you as a man and as a partner beat his ass am i saying get back in the ring forever no but i understand my partner 
I'm not finna tell you to do some goofy shit and take the high ride after this nigga then cussed us out on TV. I'm riding with my nigga for I know who I I know who I signed up with now. I love you. Let's go in here and fuck this nigga up one last time. You know, like and that's it. That shit was perfect. I could have man that shit. That I'll show. I'll highlight uh, an opposite of that that may get glossed over a little bit. With you talking <clears> about him calling into the show. He was sitting on the couch next to who? Oh, when he called Jonathan in, uh, Majors when he called Creed. Oh yeah, talk shit to him. Um, he had some girl yeah, on the couch. She, yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, he's not making the best decisions. I'm showing the difference in the two people. Mm-hmm. One's making great decisions, and his homeboy that doesn't understand why he's making great decisions is not a good partner. Chastising him because he's not being the same hood nigga that I remember you to be. You've mm-hmm. changed, right? He picks a good partner that it touches all the bases and even she can talk to your homeboy and be like yeah i learned how to let these things go my time passed i'm talking to you but i'm not talking to you Mm -hmm. i'm trying to help you understand how to let it go like we both can be supportive of you within a space right you win you get this money you buy this stuff and you pick up said girl that's sitting next to you and you're having a blow-up moment when you should be more calm and talk through your shit in a more respectful way and she's just watching you shoot yourself in the foot she didn't blink an eye. I'm just happy to be here and embrace all of this stuff that's for me. I get to be in this house. I get to say that I'm having sex with the champ and I get to be treated a certain way. And I'm just going to sit him and watch him do him because that's me being supportive. No, that's you being an enabler. You should have been able, a good partner would have been like, hey, don't call this. Don't call the show. Mm-hmm. We don't need that right now. You have his number, right? Go talk to him when, when he get back to the gym. Go show up to the gym and talk to him there. We're not about to do this live on TV. That's not a good partner. But a lot of people will do that thinking that that's being supportive as opposed to understanding how she approached it and that's being a good partner. I understand how you feel. I understand where you are. Thank you for being vulnerable with me. I understand that this is your approach. I understand that more times than not, I'm not a fan of this approach, but I do understand how in this situation it's necessary because that's the language that you have to use in order to get through to him. And I support you in doing so. Let's do it. Yeah. I thought it was cool. I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like the, the he did a good job at trying to, like, hit certain beats. And, I don't know, maybe beats that they may not even even paid attention to. Like, I like that Jonathan Majors is vocal about, nigga, I felt abandoned. This is not on some fucking dick swinging shit. Mm-hmm. I, you were my best friend and my brother, and I was by myself in this fucking cell. And I was, how much, you know, because people, like, try to, you know, even, like, how his mom handled it, like, was fucking terrible terrible because you think about you might not get this version of him if he just gets some letters back like how little how little that act is and heaven forbid you're a millionaire nigga if you would have came and visited me he's a completely different person you don't even have this movie you have i'm i mean you know for applying this to real life you know you have a completely changed individual just off the support i now feel better about the decision I made. I decided to take the charge. I'm the one with the past. You're out here living your life. We're now shit. You family now. Like, like nigga, I'm, I'm what, however that might work in his situation, but the situation turns out better, completely different from what somebody being genuinely supported looks like, as opposed to, you know, this is a bad apple. Write him off. I chose to forget about him because, oh, was that shit in the black method? It was the truth. I chose to omit. Like, you know, you forgot about him for your mental sake, being selfish, and not, un, you know, and that's a whole other thing. 
understanding what's like selfish and what's really like boundaries and good for you, but whatever. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like how that hurt and affected somebody. So I feel like there's lanes to look at this. And I think that's good as far as like depth and just better stories. And it ended positively. Cause I don't, you know, it, it was a, it was a hood nigga therapy session. Yes. It was two men handling their therapeutic differences in a stereotypical hood way. Whereas we got to really like, let out that emotion and we have to be mad at each other and we have to be aggressive and we have to show how we feel with each other and do it in an angry space. But then once we get past that, we shake hands. I'm here for you. If you need me, I'm sorry for what I did. No, it's not your fault. I'm sorry for what I did. I still love you. We still bros. And I'm going to holler at you later. I'm not going to lie too. It was a little harsh. You know, he didn't maybe, you know, he maybe had a little bit of selfishness in his, in his, you know, how he, why he was saying certain shit, but it's not bad to listen to Duke. Yes. Because if you got a Duke around you, little Dukey, you know. I don't mind being the Duke. And that nigga says, don't fucking do this because that nigga's not rap tight. You go. All right, Duke. You've been saying you've been spot on for you, a long you, fucking you've, time. You've helped me through three movies. <laughs> yeah, let me maybe figure this shit the fuck out. All right. Just saying. That was I'll say that was his his feminine energy coming out. He didn't want he had selective listening. He felt bad. That boy knew he didn't. He know that boy knew he abandoned that man. Yeah, but you could have <clears> solved all that day one when he was on your car. Get in my me. opinion. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh uh, man. Look, and you might have to eat that and go through that discomfort too, but it's like, man, I know you haven't heard from me in a long time and I apologize for not writing back. Like I'll can he could have solved that conversation the first scene at dinner and just been like, Man, why you didn't write me back? Hey, I honestly I'd have never received a letter and I apologize. I should have oh, reached out to like that could have been solved he said, then. He said that. He said I didn't get the letters. That was your opportunity to go, Hey mother, he's back. We should the nigga should, said he he said, he he said he wrote. Said he wrote to this house. Now let's and, and I didn't get nothing. You didn't tell me nothing. Let's figure it out. He could even said that like, hey, look, man, my mom didn't give me the letters, dog. I didn't get them. I'm sorry. I should have reached out more, but I ne-. like. There's so many different opportunities to like actually verbally express that. But I understand two people coming from these backgrounds that feel like they have to solve it physically before they can communicate. I want a championship fight, boy. The motherfucker way. <laughs> well, I mean, where there's a will, there's a way. Because he made a way. He had to tear some people down to get there, but he made a way. But yeah, all in all, the film was good. And I feel like, I don't know. I don't know if I've heard like any real super bad reviews on it. I know like the- I, w- I wish a motherfucker would. Yeah, I think, I know the Joe Biden thing was more so just about like- um, He just be hating on Michael B. Jordan because he thinks he's a face actor. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, is that like an hour and 30? Roughly. It's an hour and 26. I got to go do this- uh, discussion in 10 minutes so. well i feel like we've done well folks <laughs> people have to do life now uh thank you again for you know listening per the usual and uh you know like share subscribe all that jazz um tell your mom and them go back and listen to some other stuff and i don't know man keep it um, like share subscribe you know just all that to the new stuff the old stuff the stuff that's to come all the instagrams all the the twitters and whatnot like this this Support all the media platforms. And if you have questions and comments and concerns and topics, Some sexy shit to let us in. know. Shout it out. We could talk about it on the show. If you want to come and talk about it, 
you can come talk about it. Now, granted, we at my house, so some of y'all will not be invited to my spot. That's just my, my boundaries. <laughs> we can have this shit somewhere else, or we can call you in. But, you know, everybody ain't invited to my house. But some of y'all, you know, it might be okay to come sit on the couch, have a conversation with us. But if that's how you feel, let us know, man. We we open. We cool with y'all. For those of y'all that, oh, you going to throw tuxedo on? I'm cool with tuxedo. I can't, uh, this is, they just never make any bad. I always love tuxedo. Shout out to them. But uh, yeah, if you are sharing, share with some people that ain't seen it before. Don't just share amongst yourselves when y'all. I appreciate y'all support, but share with people that don't see this, so we can kind of expand these conversations. But thank y'all, I appreciate it. Uh, we gonna see y'all most likely next week. I'm gonna go ahead and go do this presentation slash panel discussion about cultural competency. Um, oh, that's the one. Yeah, I'm, you know, talk about BIPOC spaces. I'm see y'all later. I got work to do. So enjoy. Bye. I'm mad that songs like this don't get played at parties. Like, parties would be so much fun if we played stuff like this. I don't want to hear Meg and Moneybag. I want to hear shit like this. There's a 300th episode coming up, and I just want y'all to know this shit gonna get fucking played. Just have like a, a, a music, we just play all types of different types of music, and people just watch us listen to it. I got some fucking ideas. Okay, that's wonderful. All right. Bye.